message is brought to you by Marker Cabono, President, National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is April 3, 2017, and this is presidential release number 460. Happy opening day. Today is opening day here in Baltimore. The Baltimore Orioles starting their first home game, oh, in a few minutes, actually. And I always think of the beginning of baseball season as one of the true beginnings of spring. The weather is starting to turn. We are now just three months, approaching three months away from our national convention. Another true sign that spring has come. And the spring conventions are in full swing, and I hope that the Federation is alive and well where you are at your chapter meeting. I have a number of announcements to talk about this month, so I'm going to go ahead and jump right in to them. There is a lot happening within our Federation. The first thing is comes from our communications team here at the National Office. The communication team... Is wants you to know that our kernel book series in print is still available. We can make books available a, a case at a time. A case is 50 books. We're working on digitizing these stories, the stories of blind people that we've told through our kernel books and finding new and dynamic ways to tell the stories, but the print books are still available and they're a great outreach tool. We want to get the books out that have been published since the year 2000. And so we have the following titles available to chapters and affiliates, a case at a time, as long as they last. The titles that are available are, Oh Wow, Safari, Reaching for the Top in the Land Down Under, Not Much of a Muchness, The Lessons of the Earth, Imagine, and celebrate. You can order the Kernel Books by reaching out to our Independence Market. You can send an email to independencemarket at nfb.org or you can call here to the National Office to get copies of the Kernel Books a case at a time as long as they last. I encourage chapters and affiliates to get the kernel books out there. And if you need ideas, creative ideas about how to do that, please email the Independence Market or call and talk to Ellen Ringline about ways to get the books out into the community. Our team in the Jernigan Institute is working on the 10th anniversary National Federation of the Blind Youth Slam, which, as you know, is a week-long science, technology, engineering, and math experience for blind students. It's one of the most dynamic programs that we offer. This is the 10th anniversary, and over the course of the Youth Slam during the last 10 years, we've transformed the lives of over 400 blind students. Pretty tremendous to think about. Uh, our work starting in 2007 with the Youth Slam and continuing till today. Our team working on the Youth Slam would like to announce that we are seeking 
artists who can help capture the experience, the enthusiasm, the energy of the National Federation of the Blind Youth Slam by helping us design the 10th anniversary t-shirt for our program later this summer. We're looking for artists, blind or sighted, who might help with this design. I'm going to give you the basics of the design contest and you'll be able to get more information on our website, but the basics of the design go like this. Number one, the design must include the National Federation of the Blind logo, and that's available online as well. Your design must include the text, 10th Anniversary National Federation of the Blind Youth Slam. Your design must be STEM-related. That's science, technology, engineering, and math, and I would add should exhibit the personality and energy of the National Federation of the Blind. And your submission must be offered to us online in a high-resolution PDF or EPS file format so that we can convert it for use on the T-shirt. And your submission must be to us by April 28th so that we have time to announce the winner in May and get our T-shirts made for our Youth Slam in July. If you have questions about the contest, you can send an email to stem at nfb.org. That's S-T-E-M at nfb.org. Or you can call our main number here, 410-659-9314, extension 2418. I encourage each of you that's excited about our Youth Slam that might have some interest in helping to design the T-shirt for the next Youth Slam to have the glory of that and also a little bit of reward from us for being the winner to participate. Our T-shirt should reflect the members of the Federation, and I think this is a great way to get particularly young people engaged in our Youth Slam planning. So spread the word. We only have this month to get this done and I hope there'll be some interesting submissions from not just members, but maybe a chapter or two will submit a design on behalf of the chapter. That would be pretty cool. This time of year, we're talking a lot about awards that we're planning to give out at the National Convention. The scholarship program is now closed. Got a few days left for the Balotin Awards. And one other award that we're working on is our Blind Educator Award. The deadline for that is May 1st. The chairperson for the Blind Educator Award is Dr. Eddie Bell out of Louisiana. We're looking for blind people who are educators who might be nominated to win our Blind Educator Award. Blind people in the teaching profession is not a new thing, but it's a very important way that we contribute to society by being teachers and educators. Of course, Dr. Tenbrook was a university professor and many blind people in the Federation informally do teaching. And there was a time when 
Blind people were kept out of the teaching profession. Blind people are achieving in this area and making a real difference in the lives of their students, but also in demonstrating the capacity of blind people. So I'd encourage you to nominate some blind educators for our award. The deadline is May 1st, as I've said, and you can email your submission to Dr. Bell at ebell at latech.edu. That's E-B-E-L-L at L-A-T-E-C-H dot E-D-U. Please get your nominations in, and let's recognize some of the tremendous blind teachers out there, one of them with our award at the convention this year. There is a lot of activity happening related to our work in the United States Congress. And first, I want to thank each and every one of you for being engaged in our legislative effort. We've been putting out the call to action on some things, and we've gotten a great amount of engagement on the items we need to push on. That is not going to stop. I think it's important that each of our chapters find a way to coordinate so that we can get the word out about our legislative efforts, especially our emergency calls to action to everybody in the chapter, not just those on email, but those who we need to reach via telephone to make sure all of our members are in the loop about what's happening. I've heard of some new dynamic ways that chapters are doing that, and I encourage you to keep that level of engagement up. In addition to our bills, which I'm going to talk about in a moment, and we have a lot of them right now, a lot of activity in the Congress, there are other bills that we're watching because they will have a negative impact on blind people in many ways. We recently put out a call about a bill in the House of Representatives, the ADA Notification Act. This is H.R. 620. This bill will hurt our ability to utilize the Americans with Disabilities Act to protect the rights of blind people. The argument with that bill is that small businesses in particular need more notice that they're discriminating against blind people or other people with disabilities. Well, there's two problems with that. Number one is the employers uh, and the businesses don't tend to give us notice that they're going to discriminate against us. And secondly, the Americans with Disabilities Act is not new. It is a civil rights statute that was a first passed in 1990. So there are bills like this that aren't our bill that we're watching very closely and that we're going to need to take action on now and in the future. So please continue to keep on high alert and develop systems within your chapter to share that information. Now let's turn to our legislative priorities for this Congress. We've talked a lot about the Accessible Instructional Materials and Higher Education Act, and we've now gotten it introduced into the House of Representatives as H.R. 1772. Thank you to Congressman Phil Rowe, of Tennessee, and Congressman Joe Courtney of Connecticut for introducing this bill. 1772 is our Accessible Instructional Materials Bill. I encourage you to work on 
getting your members of Congress to acknowledge and co-sponsor that bill. Now, just last week, we have got introduced into both the House and Senate simultaneously the Access Technology Affordability Act of 2017. This is H.R. 1734, and in the Senate, S. 732. So that's H.R. 1734 and S. 732. These companion bills will create a refundable tax credit for blind people who purchase access technology, and this can be used over a period of years. This will be a great benefit to blind people to get more technology using our own dollars, whether we need to go use it to find jobs or for greater training or to advance in our careers. This puts the control in the hands of blind people and puts some money back in our pockets to get the technology we need to have equal access. I encourage you to talk to your members of Congress about that bill, or those bills, I should say. And finally, we have the Transitioning to Integrated and Meaningful Employment Act, again introduced by our friend Greg Harper of Mississippi. This is H.R. 1377. We do not have a Senate companion bill to that. You'll note that that was not one of our Washington seminar issues, but we've made it very clear that it's still one of our priorities going forward. And so there we have four bills that we're very actively working on, and we need to reach out to our members of the House and the Senate about these bills. Call them about all the bills at one time. You can reach your member of Congress on the Congressional Switchboard at 202-224-3121. I encourage you to get the word out. Uh, get on it right away. For example, the, the TIME Act, uh, we should have some low-hanging fruit. We had members of Congress supporting it in the last congressional session. We should be able to get them on as co-sponsors early on this bill so that we get some momentum. And I think we can really get some great momentum off of our Washington seminar now that we have these bills introduced by calling up our members of Congress and asking them to support these bills and also reminding them of the meetings we had with them in D.C. just a couple of months ago. So thank you for your work on these bills, and I encourage you to step up the effort in the next month as our members of Congress are in the home districts. Uh, if you find an opportunity to meet with them and talk to them about the bills, that would be great. I know that some of our chapters have been getting members of Congress to come to the chapter meeting. We had Congressman David Young come to the chapter meeting in Iowa, so congratulations to Iowa on getting that done, and I encourage other chapters to do the same. One final note on all this legislative activity that we have going on. We're successful because we make things happen at the local level through our local chapters and affiliates, but we coordinate a lot of work through our national office and through the staff here that work on legislative matters. I am looking for more people to be part of the legislative team. If you're interested, 
I don't know how long the openings will exist, but please write to me via email at officeofthepresident at nfb.org with your resume and cover letter. And uh, if you're interested in being part of our dynamic governmental affairs team, we have a need currently. And I suspect based on the level of activity we have in the Congress right now, the need's going to be very strong going forward, especially as we build on the success of the National Federation of the Blind. I do have some notes from around the Federation family. And I regret that I have to begin by letting you know that yesterday, April 2nd, Jeff Piercy of Texas passed away. Uh, Jeff had a big heart, and he especially had a big place in his heart for the National Federation of the Blind. He was a leader in the National Federation of the Blind. He taught for over a decade at our Louisiana Center for the Blind and gave his giving spirit to each of the students that he touched. As a leader, he was very active in our Texas affiliate, served for a long time as the first vice president, helping to get things done there. Most importantly, uh, Jeff was a strong husband to Zena Piercy, his wife, and to his son, Wayne. And I would encourage you to keep both Zena and Wayne in your thoughts and prayers. I know many across the Federation who have been touched by Jeff's life are sad to have lost him yesterday. I have an announcement here from our Houston chapter in Texas, which is a joyful bit of news that on March 8th, Oya Toyosi was born to members of our chapter there in Houston. I don't have any other statistics about Oya, but the parents are Ola Diran and Cynthia Akinroydu. I hope I said the name right. I'm not sure I did. I don't think I've ever met these members, but I appreciate the note from our Houston chapter, and congratulations to our members on the newest member of the National Federation of the Blind of Texas. Those are the notes I have for you here in April. We have a busy month ahead, putting some touches on the plans for the National Convention, and we have our scholarship committee and a number of other meetings that will happen here at the National Office as we get into the springtime. Thank you for what you do to build our federation. I hope you enjoy the warmer weather here in spring, and I encourage you to go out and find new ways to build our organization to close the April presidential release, I have the Riccobono children for some of the customary endings. My name is Oriana, and I'm going to tell you a joke. What do you call a line of bunnies walking backwards? What? A receiving hairline. Why are people so tired in April? Why? Because they've just finished the march. Why is a cat so good at baseball? I don't know why. Because it can pitch a perfect game. The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind. 
Office of the President at nfb.org, 410-659-9314, www.nfb.org. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind.